Hey everyone, this is William from A Fan's Perspective. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How to record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen on? How do I make money from this podcast? Well, guys, the answer was really easy. The answer was Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with a great sponsor who wants to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Guys, let me be real. Anchor has changed the way I look at podcasts. It made it really easy for me to get in there, start editing my stuff, and get it out to you. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money while doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear what you come up with in your podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to A Fan's Perspective. I'm here, as always, with my pal, Josh Gray. How are you doing today, Josh? Doing well. How are, there? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, here you are, getting a little snow up there. Yeah, it's coming down good. We got about uh, six, seven inches in the last about five, six hours. Man, that is crazy. Um, so, today... What I'm wanting to talk about is it's a couple major things. And, of course, we have to talk about the NFC and AFC championships for Sunday the 20th. But I also kind of want to touch on uh, some of the awards, the, uh, the, the final awards for the season coming up. But first, let's, let's really dive into uh, to Sunday. So we've got two games for the championships. Uh, we've got the Saints versus the Rams. So we'll start there. So um, – Let's talk about that because it's played in New Orleans, and of course the Saints are a very good home playing team. Um, what do we see the Rams happen to do to go into New Orleans and leave New Orleans with a win? They're going to have to start strong. They got to have a fast start, uh, quiet that crowd down because that's going to be a major factor in the game. Uh, if they can, if they can't hear the play call. They're not going to be able to run. I mean, New Orleans is one of the loudest, loudest stadiums to play in. So it's going to be pivotal, pivotal for uh, the Rams to quiet that crowd down. Yeah, ab- absolutely about that stadium being crazy loud. I went there in April for WrestleMania, and I, I was sitting up in, in the upper nosebleed sections. And I'm telling you, even up there, it was deafening how loud the people could be. And – man, those domes are crazy because everything comes down on the field. So it does kind of mess with, you know, the quarterback's, you know, ability to change plays and, and make sure that his guys hear that. But another thing is, is I mean, Todd Gurley's got to go in there and he's got to basically, you know, get a good run on your first down. You want at least, you know, four or five yards on your first. They've got to stay out of third and long situations, in my opinion, if they're going to come out of there with a the win. Absolutely. They have, I mean, I'm looking at the duo of Gurley and Anderson quite possibly putting 200 to 250 yards on the on the Saints defense, which is just 
god awful when it comes to run defense. Oh, absolutely, man. And, and let's not forget that Rams defense isn't a slouch either. No, they definitely picked it up once they got healthy at about halfway through the season. Now, the one thing we can never take away is, is let's face it, Drew Brees is playing lights out. He just turned 40, um, and he's playing the best he's played in years, actually since 2009, to be honest, when they won the Super Bowl. But when you have two backs in the back like Alvin Kamara and, and Mark Ingram, they're pounding the ball like they are. It really opens up that play action pass. And I really feel like if the Saints can get that up and going, then they could really, really keep the, the Rams defense on their heels with not really knowing what to expect. Absolutely. And and the Rams don't really have anybody that can stop Michael Thomas. No, absolutely not. I mean, Michael Thomas has been a phenomenon this year with the way he's going up and he's fighting for the ball. And when he goes up, those 50-50 balls, he's generally coming down with it. And, I mean, we haven't really seen a defense this year that can that can handle game planning for Michael Thomas, whether it be on the fly route or a curl, you know, or simple just streak. You know, it's it, those cornerbacks are having a problem because he's so fast. You know, he's tall. And let's face it, that kid has a championship pedigree you know, in his blood. So, oh, yeah. and he doesn't drop passes either. No, that, absolutely. That's the not. big thing. I mean, his hands and his drop rate is one of the best in the league. Yes. Um, so, moving on from the NFC, let's talk about what could potentially be one of the coldest games in playoff history in the Pats versus the Chiefs. Now, what I want to ask you is all right, so you're in Cleveland, you're used to the cold. How how do you see this affecting both QBs ability to pass the ball? And if it does affect them, how important is it going to be for these two teams running game to really get up and get going quick to establish the running game to help out their quarterbacks? Yeah. I mean, the run game I think is going to be a huge part, but there's a lot of factors that play into this. Um, How windy it's going to be, how, how what's the moisture level going to be like when it gets that cold a lot of moisture can't really build up and there's not a lot of melting so ice doesn't form as much on the field so there might not be grip issues with the cleats but if there's high winds and the cold it's going to be hard to to move that ball down the field now each team is good at throwing the ball uh, to running backs and just doing little dump passes for big yardage absolutely but uh, the, the down the heel, down the field stuff is, is could possibly really limit Tyreek Hill and or Julian Edelman. Yeah. Now another thing we got to look at is Sonny Michelle. Um, when we talk about Tyreek Hill, Sonny Michelle, Edelman, those those real fast. You know, you got Tyreek Hill and Sonny Michelle that have been running running in between the big uglies and and a lot of times getting around that ten gap and 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 really pushing the ball hard. But with that cold weather being so brutal, I think that might affect turnovers because let's be fair, when you get hit and it's cold, I mean, if you stub your toe and it's warm outside, you want to cuss, you know, cuss to the sky all day. But when we're talking about as, as cold as it's going to be up there, when these guys get hit, you know, 
are we going to see a little, maybe more turnovers this this game than we're used to? Uh, could be, unless we have another tuck rule situation. We do, <laughs> yeah. we do know uh, Tom Brady and his cold weather playoff games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> um, and, and speaking of, now that's the thing, is that's what I want to bring up now. Mahomes, yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's proven he can play in the cold. But when you've got a grizzled veteran like Tom Brady going into that situation, I mean, I kind of lean. Now, of course, this is partly my New England bias paying off. But I kind of lean that Tom Brady might be more mentally prepared to walk in there and kind of already have a game plan set for what oh, well, he's going to no do with this cold weather. That. No question about that, that Tom Brady's going to be more prepared than than anybody on the Chiefs team. It's whether everybody else around him is going to be able to perform and keep up with that Chiefs offense. Which, now let me throw it out there. I'm not, I'm not crapping on Patrick Mahomes because, let's be fair, he's thrown for 50 touchdowns this season and over 5,000 yards passing. So – Clearly, the kid can play, but my biggest question is: when you get into the AFC Championship, on top of that cold weather, is the pressure going to be too much for a Kansas City to overcome against a veteran Patriots team? See, I mean, that was the argument everybody was using last week. Indianapolis was hot; they were coming in on a win streak, everything like that. Andy Reid can't coach in the playoffs he can't win in the playoffs in case he went out and smoked indianapolis now i actually it was, was kind of cool i went back and i listened to our podcast from last week and both of us were kind of leaning the same way in that game though is that it andrew luck was he's too much of a a loose end if you will like uh i made the comment last week that you know you never knew which andrew luck you were going to get showing up to the ballpark and right. that's kind of what we ran into is the offense can never get up and running what their only score was from their defense if i'm correct yeah you know so that that's what it came down to when we were talking about it in our last podcast is that it's great yeah you can have and you look at dallas dallas was saying they were hot and then all of a sudden look what happened to them you know the rams put them out and a lot of that had to be is because Dallas's def- our offense didn't catch on to later in the game. They weren't prepared as well as I felt the Rams are. And, and that's the way Andrew Luck and then went in against Kansas City. I think Andrew Luck and company went into Kansas or, you know, when they played Kansas City, they, they kind of thought that they already had it won in a sense, uh, being that Kansas City has such a young core group of players that, you know, right. Indianapolis thought that this that maybe that they that's what they were going to run into is is a bunch of guys that maybe overestimated or underestimated the situation. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, KC came out and proved that they were ready. It's simple as that. So now, now that we've talked a little bit about the championships, I'm going to put it on record. So. Saints versus Rams, how do you see it going? See, this is interesting because whoever I want to win affects who I want to win in the next game. Because if uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady meet in the Super Bowl, it'll be the oldest combined quarterback age of starting a championship game in the NFL. Not only 
on the opposite side, on the opposite side of that, if Jared Goff wins and the Rams win and the Chiefs win, you're talking those about those two would be the youngest. They would be the youngest combined age to start a Super Bowl between starting quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. So let's actually bring that up. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, let, let, situations. I mean, if in my in my pick a couple weeks back, I said it would be the Saints versus the Patriots. Selfish decision by me because Drew Brees and Tom Brady are arguably two of the best quarterbacks in the league, and to see mm-hmm. those two actually get to go up against each other would be awesome it'd be astronomical it would be amazing mind-blowing if you will however when you flip that coin over and you look at golf and Mahomes I mean who doesn't want that matchup I mean especially for the Super Bowl because you got two young quarterbacks that can freaking throw the ball and can read defense as well honestly I think either way it goes um if we had that exact matchup that we're talking about now I think you'd have a great Super Bowl um, and let us not forget how much fun that was to watch the first time around. Yes, exactly. The I mean, highest scoring game of all time. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we get if we get golf and and Mahomes in the Super Bowl, we might have one of the highest scoring Super Bowls in NFL history. Absolutely. So let's see. So let's start very simple. Let's start with New Orleans and the Rams. Who do you who do you got and and what's that point spread for you? Yeah. My my head wants to say L.A., but I'm going to actually side with my heart on this one. It's tough to pick. It's tough to pick against the Saints inside, inside the, the Superdome there. Yes. So I'm going to go Saints – We'll say 35-30. Oh, five-point game. I like that. Um, I'm actually with you on this. Um, I would like to say that the Rams have a shot, but let's be fair, the first time New Orleans played them, it it wasn't at home, I don't believe. I can't remember. Um, But that's just it. We're talking about the playoffs. We're talking about in the Big Easy. Uh, and let's 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 be frank. Those those New Orleans fans, they show up. They, act. I think that's going to be the it factor in that game. I'm not going to go 35-30, um, as we've seen in previous. I'm more of a low scoring guy, but this one I'm actually going to go New Orleans 27-21. Actually, 27-21. So you got six point New Orleans victory. Yes, absolutely. Nice. Um, so, let's talk about them Pats versus them Chiefs. Um, because, I mean, I'm not going to lie, that's the game I'm most interested in because uh, I'd like to see them New England Patriots get to another Super Bowl. Now, them winning the Super Bowl is a whole – but um, what do you think? How, how, how do you feel this is going to go? Uh, the first time they met this season – Obviously, much better weather, but that was yep. a very fun game to watch, and it was a very close game. That game was also in Foxborough. Yes. So, we're going to KC now. Those fans are going to show up. 
And I think for the first time in 50 years, Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. Hey. And they're going to win that game 28-24. Another close one. Yeah. Um, now, granted, you know, I, I, I'm i not going to go against my Patriots. Um, but let me, let me say this. Um, for New England to win in Arrowhead, it's going to require every bit of effort New England can give because you're exactly right. Them Chiefs fans right now looking at the first time and possibly, you know, possibly the first time in 50 years to get, get to the Super Bowl. Um, they're, they're going to be loud. They're going to be raucous. And I think that's I mean, Tom Brady's, you know, he's been in these situations before. Um, I am going to say that it's going to be, I think going to be a little bit higher scoring of a game. Um, I'm thinking more along the lines of, let's see, 34 to 21 uh, Patriots. I don't think I, here's, here's my thing. And here's my thing. I think it's going to be a big win on either side. Um, The, the, I agree with you. The first game was fun. It was energetic. It was fun to watch and a lot better weather. Um, but I do think the weather's going to play a part in the outcome of this game. And, and that's what I'm looking at is I firmly believe now I'm, I'm calling the Patriots to win this, but I do firmly believe if the chiefs win, it'll be a comfortable victory. Same with the Patriots If the Patriots pull it out. It'll be a comfortable victory. It won't be, uh, it, it won't be just, uh, you know, a, two to four point game. So you're saying whoever um, wins is going to win by two scores. Yes. Uh, I, that, that's just the way I see it. Um, of course, you know, me being a Pats fan, I'd love to see us win by two scores, <laughs> but I'm also scared of going into Arrowhead against that young upstart offense that they have, because even though our defense looked good last week, if, if we're not on all of our P's and Q's, Patrick Mahomes will eat us alive. And that's, I I guarantee you right now, that's what Bill Belichick has drilled into their minds all week is not, not giving off coverages, not giving them too much to read and, and disguising coverages more because as a young quarterback, yes, Patrick Mahomes has one of the most unorthodox throwing. He finds holes, he finds his receivers, but if you're going to beat him, you have to know how to disguise your defense to where it can't be just picked up. And then the, keep this in mind, first time in a long time in a playoff game, the Patriots don't have the better tight end either. Hey, exactly, yes. Travis Kelsey um, is a beast. He really is. Um, here's my thing, and I was just talking to someone at work the other day about this. Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey both, I don't see them staying at KC their entire career. It's a bold move. I, 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 that's a hot take. It is. (laughs) Um, and, and the reason I feel that way is kind of the same way. And I'm, I'm going to divulge a little bit to NBA real quick. Same reason I felt like Anthony Davis is still in New Orleans. They'll stay there for a little bit. Um, because they're successful there. But at some point, now, granted, the NBA is a different beast. We're talking market sizes and everything like that in the NBA. 
that's why I feel like Anthony Davis will wind up in L.A. next year because uh, he needs to be in a bigger market size. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is a household name that if put in the right organization, he he will be there with that Tom Brady, that Drew Brees, you know, the Brett Favre's, the Aaron Rodgers. Well, you also got to take into effect how this season plays out. If he's winning two roles in KC, why is he going anywhere else? So here's my thing. It's longevity for me. Let's talk about active quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes that extend the pocket or extend the plays a long time, have to do more on the move. Their career span isn't as long as if this young man can get with the program that's going to not only develop him as extending the play, but develop him as a strong pocket presence. I know he can do it. We've seen him do it through the year. But for him to have that long career, we don't, I don't want to see him extend the plays as much as he has to right now. So Kansas City has two options. They can start building up that offensive line to protect him to where he doesn't have to make those decisions to get out of the pocket as much. Or he can go somewhere else now, when, his, when his contract's up. There's a, there's a difference between – Escaping the pocket and running down the field. If you're breaking now, I'm not accusing the field him. and getting tackled, yeah, like Michael Vick style. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not accusing him of being like a Michael Vick. You know, Michael Vick, outside of the dogfighting, was a great quarterback that shortened his own career. Um, because he didn't learn to throw from the pocket until later in his career. If he'd have learned that earlier in his career, and stayed away from all the legality troubles, mind you. Michael Vick's name probably would have been a lot higher when we talk about all-time QBs. Quite possible. Now he he he's up there when we talk about all-time QBs that had that you know escapability to where he can get outside the pocket and get up the field for twenty yards on you in no time. He's in that top twenty. Honestly, he's in the top ten. But. The fact that he couldn't throw from the pocket until he got to Philadelphia made a big problem for him because his career, once again, and I'll say it, outside of the legalities, his career was stifled by the fact that he wasn't an accurate passer from the pocket. Right. And so it it could just it could help Mahomes if they and they could be doing this, having designed pocket movement like the drew Brees does drew Brees extends the pocket all the time and he's forever it's because they're not very tall they have to kind of move the pocket to get different throwing windows or else they're going to just have bad ball bad ball and it's the well, same it, thing it, we're looking for up in cleveland with baker mayfield it's it's funny you bring that up because uh moving the pocket um honestly i feel like drew Brees and tom brady are, are two that kind of like made that uh, an acceptable thing. Russell Wilson had to do that when he first came into the league. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying Tom Brady's as short as Drew Brees or anything like that. Cause, but let's be fair. Drew Brees isn't a short human being. He's short for the NFL. Um, but no, you're exactly right. Um, that would be something I'd really like to see Kansas city tackle is making that pocket a little bit wider or moving it left or right as the play progresses. Um, but that's something that Andy Reid has to really look into. And I think that's something Andy Reid's smart enough that I think we're going to slowly start see. We'll, we'll see 
Mahomes do his thing through this season. I think we'll see it a lot next season too. But I think you're going to slowly start seeing Andy Reid trying to reel him in because he Andy Reid doesn't want defenses to pick up on what he's doing if you do it that often. Very similar to a Colin Kaepernick right. with he ran the read option so well and got him to the Super Bowl in the next year. Every defensive coordinator in the world knew how to shut down, you know, that read option. For so. sure. All right. So we've we've gone over our picture our predictions for tomorrow. Uh-huh. Let's talk about what we predict is gonna happen with the NFL honors. Mostly in terms cool. of uh, MVP defense player of the year. Rookie of the Year on defense and defense and Coach of the Year. Okay, so here's my thing. And I was sitting here and I was going over Coach of the Year, something kind of hard. And honestly, I really do believe it's going to be Frank from the Colts, Frank Wright. Um, For what he did for that team, starting off at a one and five, got them to the playoffs. Granted, they didn't go far in the playoffs. But to turn around, turn a team around from that drastic of a start, I mean, let's be fair. I mean, to me, it's got to be him or McVay, one of the two. Could be. I'm going to throw a dark horse in there and uh, go with Chicago's Nagy. Yes. Now, he's actually on my list. of He's in my top three. Um, but like I said, you know, for me – I think the Colts, with what that program did this year, uh, that that's who I'd have to see it go to. All right. Uh, so, now, I'm going to make this very short and sweet. Offensive Rookie of the Year is either going to be Saquon Barkley or Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. And I'm going to throw this is... out there to you. A couple years ago, Dallas Cowboys quarterback, one Rookie of the Year. Yep. Most people thought he wasn't even the best rookie on his own team. (laughs) (laughs) Because Ezekiel Elliott finished second place. Yes. And I think it's going to end up the same way this year. Quarterback Um, trumps running back. To be honest with you, here's my thing. Saquon Barkley is an amazing player, period. Absolutely. But what Baker Mayfield did in Cleveland cannot be understated. And I think that gives him the edge. The fact that I'm not downplaying what Saquon Saquon Barkley does. You give him the ball, he gets yards. The guy's a beast, especially behind that behind a quarterback that I think shouldn't should should really start looking at getting ready to end his career in Eli Manning. Um, Because Eli's just not as sharp as he used to be, not a dig at him. I mean, I've never been a big Eli Manning fan, even since he played at Ole Miss. But, young man, it's time to understand that you're not as young as you used to be. What's saving you is you have Saquon Barkley and OBJ that are making that offense really pop. Whereas Baker Mayfield, y'all have had some, uh, and when I say y'all, I mean Cleveland, had some really good defensive players this year. Offensively, Baker Mayfield had to come in. Y'all had some position pieces that worked with them. But when push comes to shove, Baker Mayfield got that team to believe in him, and Baker Mayfield pushed that team to be better all the way up to the end of the season. And to me, that's what Offensive Rookie of the Year should be about, is which player overall made that team a better program 
to be around. And it doesn't hurt that he broke uh, Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson's rookie touch, uh, touchdown passing record. Correct. With, so, with three fewer games. <laughs> so let's talk about defense. Um, Darius Leonard, um, enough said for me. Dude had 163 tackles and he led the NFL. Yeah, um, I mean it was a it was a close race and through the first six weeks. Um, honestly, in the first six weeks, I thought I thought Leighton uh, Vander Esch would have a shot. But, yeah, Vander Esch was, know, he, was was killing he, it early in the season. Um, he kind of died off. It, same with uh, Denzel Ward. Denzel yep. Ward was one two of the first six weeks rookie of the rookie of the week, and then. Had some injury issues, had a concussion that he was dealing with, and just wasn't as effective. Absolutely, but to me, um, out of all all the rookies I can think of, Darius Leonard absolutely earned this. I think the NFL would be crazy for it not to go to him because he busted his ass, and he and he did what he had to do as a rookie to say, "Hey, look, I'm going to be a force to reckon with on this defense." Find a way to deal with me, or I'm just going to keep tearing it up. Young man, Absolutely. he deserves it, and I hope he gets it. And I, I love, I love how his reaction to being snubbed by the Pro Bowl. He said he's <laughs> yeah. just getting fuel to the fire, and that's a scary thing. It is. It is absolutely. Now, drum roll. The biggest one we're going to talk about the MVP race. So automatically, we've already talked about him once. But Patrick Mahomes has to be in that conversation and right up there at the top. Absolutely. For for most of the season, it was a two-horse race between Mahomes and Breeze. Uh, the Saints offense kind of tapered off the last three, four weeks of the season. And yes, sir. Mahomes kind of solidified it in those in those weeks. Absolutely. And here's the thing. Um, honestly, Mahomes and Drew Brees are my one and two. I'll always throw Tom Brady in there because in my mind, the, the dude's an MVP no matter what, as long as he touches the field. However, let me throw this one out there. Alvin Kamara is a dark horse for me for MVP because that kid came out of the middle of nowhere. Not only is he big in his community, but when you get him on a football field, the dude is ridiculous. He's fast. Yeah, um, I was actually – this This has, uh, I, was ju- I was playing Madden earlier – the football game for Xbox one. And I was joking around and I was looking at some of the fastest uh, running backs they have listed this year. And Tyreek Hill and Alvin Kamara are right there. And both of them have like a 92, 93 speed. And I was sitting here thinking, Holy crap. And then you go back and you watch the game film and you're like, wow. Like when he gets space, you can almost kiss him goodbye because if he has an opening that he can see, He's going to take it and he's going to go. He just becomes a blur. He absolutely does. And it's electrifying to watch. And I'm actually looking forward to that tomorrow uh, or whenever you listen to this. It was Sunday the 20th. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram has to put up against that Rams, you know, defense. Because, uh, man, that game, I agree with you on two points. I mean, you talked about this earlier. Um, and that is that the New Orleans Rams game is going to be a lot of fun to watch and that the Kansas city Patriots game is going to be a mess. Absolutely. (laughs) So look guys, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone 
for dropping in and spending some time with us as we discuss what's going on in sports right now. But please remember, uh, if you want certain subjects talked about, you can always email at a fansperspective01 at gmail.com. I check it daily, and I really would like to get some feedback from you guys. Me and Josh are always willing to go to the next level and talk about any subject that y'all would like us to inside the sports world. But I'll tell you what, I'll extend it out. Um, this is a fan's perspective, but hey, we're all fans of things besides just sports. So if you have a pop culture question that you'd like us to discuss, man, shoot us an email. We'll gladly talk about it. Now, Josh, I do have to say it's been a pleasure doing this podcast with you. And I hope y'all stay, stay safe during this uh, this nice wintry weather y'all are getting. Oh, yeah. Had had fun trying to get up my driveway, but uh, should be tapering off overnight and should be good to go. And another thing, guys, I apologize. I know we said we were going to do these on Wednesday, Thursday, or Thursday, Friday. And I know it's Saturday. We're a little bit behind. But, look, we are going to try to get back on track and get these things done at a certain time every week. That way you guys know it's coming out. But, like always, man, hit that subscribe button. You know, put us on your list. Uh, that way you'll know when, we, you, when we've got a new episode coming out. Josh, do you have anything to add this afternoon? Nope. Just hope everybody in uh... – Northeast Ohio, stay safe. Hope everybody around the rest of the country has fun watching the games tomorrow. And have fun. All right, everybody. This has been a fan's perspective. And once again, thank you all. And we'll see you all next week. Peace.